0: Blog Talk
1: Radio. Hey y'all, it's Chad Bearden and you're listening to Weekdays with Murph. I'm trying to remember someone I can't forget. Like a song I don't know that I can't get out
0: of my head. Can't seem to shake a piece. Of... Hi, listeners, and welcome to another edition of Murph. Uh with Today on the show... We're coming to you a little bit later than usual, uh, uh, and we're we're welcoming a super talented singer songwriter um, Brianna Faith. We'll uh, um, talk with Brianna about her career, her music, and anything that, that, that she's working on that uh, she can talk about, uh, as well as maybe her her uh, her uh, uh, day job which is very, very impressive. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Um, this is going to be fun. Uh, so with that being said, let's go ahead and welcome um, the lovely Miss uh, um, Brianna Faith uh, to the show. Hey, Brianna, how are you?
1: Hi, right, Murph. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. And yeah, that day job, uh, we'll get to that later. I was just mentioning that briefly because you'd asked me.
0: Yeah, uh, it's... It's impressive. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. About my music. No, well, yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, so, so um, thank you again for doing this.
1: Yeah, of course. I'm happy to do it.
0: So, uh, um, I'll have to start off pretty much every interview uh, the same way. Uh, sort of tell the listeners uh, how you got into uh, this whole uh, music business in the first place.
1: Oh, gosh, that's a crazy story. Um, I've been into music my whole life. Um, my parents grew up listening to country music, and so on all the car rides, we'd be playing the Brooks and Dunn CDs, the Kenny Chesney, the Rascal Class, the Blake Shell, and then I would just grow up singing all their music in the backseat of the car. Well, um, when I was around five or six, this uh, crazy new Disney TV show, Hannah Montana, came out, and I decided, since I would already loved singing, I wanted to be like her, wearing all the sparkly clothes and performing on stage. And uh, at first, my parents were like, well, if you really want to do that, you got to pick up an instrument. And I said, well, so be it. So I got into guitar, got some lessons going, and then I even got more serious with it when I started taking vocal lessons when I was 12. And then my vocal coach would put me out there on the stage with a few of her other students. And then before I knew it, I had gotten my own shows uh, doing some solo acts, and that started when I was about 13 or 14. Uh, and I've just been on that grind ever since, getting shows almost every weekend now and performing everywhere in Indiana, not just Indianapolis. A few a right. few shows in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, gosh, it's been a wild ride. I can't believe it. I'm 21, or I'm 20 now, almost 21, and I've been doing it, I think, for about seven or eight years solo, so. Wow.
0: That's impressive, uh, and and speaking of Nashville, which you mentioned earlier, uh, I actually live about a two and a half hours west of Nashville myself, and I know you've been I, I know you've been been down to Nashville, obviously, and and it's a great city, isn't it?
1: It is. I love it. I'm hoping to move there here in the next few years, but we'll have to see.
0: Nice. Uh, uh, I I go to Nashville pretty much. Every chance that I possibly get, I've been going to Nashville now for probably um um longer than you've been born
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay
0: uh uh seriously uh, my first Nashville trip was probably twenty five years ago at this point and uh and mm-hmm. I remember um I was on Broadway uh, just just um listening to all the music coming out of the bars and I'm like yep we'll be seeing a lot of each other in the future Nashville so I guarantee you that
1: Yeah, it's a great place to be. Once you're there, I mean, you just you got to you you fall in love with it and then you don't want to leave.
0: Absolutely. And and what helps is is I have family that lives probably about 15 minutes outside of the city, so I've always got a couch to crash on.
1: Oh, that's wonderful.
0: It's it's a good setup, you know, uh, and and sometimes I wanted to mention, uh, um, uh, um, believe it or not, I've actually driven through Indiana a time or two.
1: Oh, really? What for?
0: Um, once I was heading up to, I want to say maybe Pittsburgh or or Philly uh, for. A major league baseball game. I, I, I'm really oh, into. Ba-
1: okay.
0: I'm really into baseball and and I wanted to see all thirty major league stadiums.
1: Oh, okay. Nice. That's really interesting.
0: So, so I've driven through Indiana a couple times. I've never stopped anywhere, but I've but I've I've driven through, and it's it, it, and it's a pretty state.
1: It's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, pretty flat, but that's okay. It's Not as flat as like the Kansas area, but Indiana. I've been this, there
0: too. Has this
1: nice cornfield? Has it's got some corn? It's got some pretty sunsets. Right. 8,500. 5, uh, I mean, can't can't complain.
0: Exactly. Uh, I've been to <laughs> I've been to Iowa too, and Kansas, and all that place, and and yeah, I've, I've seen probably thirty-five states at this point, which is crazy.
1: That's so impressive. I've only been, I think, to like 19 or 20, maybe even less. But uh, a a big goal of mine, or at least on my bucket list, is to visit all 50 states at least once. So. Oh, me
0: too. Uh, I've actually been to Alaska once, and it is the best.
1: Huh. I'd like to see that, too. I've heard, uh, heard great things about Alaska. I actually know someone that's going on some sort of Alaskan cruise here coming up, so I'll have to get the inside scoop from her when she gets back.
0: That's what I did uh, um, for a uh, high school graduation present from the parents. Um, they took me on an Alaskan cruise.
1: Oh, did you like it?
0: I absolutely loved it. It was great. Uh, we spent, it was a seven-day cruise, and we probably spent three or four days out in open water.
1: Wow.
0: It was gosh, great. Gosh, that'd
1: be so much fun. I would love Absolutely. to do that day if I got a chance.
0: Absolutely. Uh, now, now uh, um, we sort of covered this next question a little bit off air, but uh, if you weren't an artist, what would you be doing right now?
1: Oh, gosh, if I wasn't an artist. Mm-hmm. I mean, some... Oh, that's such a hard question because I've been doing it for so long. Oh, gosh. That's a loaded question because I haven't really thought about it before. Well, my current day job is working in a hospital in the neurology department as an EEG technologist, which means I professionally hook up people's brains to check for their electrical activity and to check for seizures and infections and all that kind of cool stuff. And uh, I picked that career. Because I have a history of epilepsy, and I was diagnosed with epilepsy at a very young age, and the more EEG tests I had done on myself, you know, the more kind of fascinated I became with it, and eventually in high school, when I was in the hospital, I was talking to someone who I already knew that worked at that hospital, and she was talking to me about her job and what she does and why she loves it, and at that point it kind of occurred to me that I could see myself doing something like this, you know, maybe uh, do that a couple days of the week and then do my music on the weekends. And then, mm-hmm. and then maybe once I'm certified, I can take that and find a hospital in Nashville and then balance both. Now, obviously I right. do want to take my music career all the way to the top eventually,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: since I am still young and I still want to save up enough money to move to Nashville, you know, I'm kind of doing that but i love both of those jobs equally so
0: and and uh and, and i know you you've, you've uh, uh uh posted um um quite a lot about uh, about your your awareness for uh, epilepsy and epileptic, and epileptic seizures and I, and uh and i respect that so much about you
1: <laughs> well, thank you. It's it's something I do like to advocate for because I feel like it's one of those disorders that gets overlooked a lot. I mean, you know, you see so many different uh, awarenesses for disorders and I feel like epilepsy is kind of left out sometimes. And there's so many different types of epilepsies and so many different types of seizures. And I it's a big goal of mine to just spread that awareness in any way that I can. That's why One of my songs I do have released right now is called Fireproof. And that one was actually (laughs) fully inspired by my uh, epilepsy experiences. And I used that, I used songwriting as an outlet, you know, instead of being down about it, I wanted to uplift myself and others. And I wrote that song called Fireproof. And it's there to help anybody overcome anything they're battling or struggling or going through because I know what it's like firsthand. So that's where that inspiration came from.
0: I totally understand that. Uh, uh, And that sort of leads me into uh, my next question, which you said you've you've, uh, been at this music thing for about about seven or eight years now. So uh, when everything's said and done with your career and you've won a major award, you've been on CMT, you've been on whatever, uh, uh, what impact or legacy would you like to leave in the industry?
1: Ah, that's a great question. I would love to be known uh, for... I mean, initially, I, I mean, I really want to be known for my songwriting because I do take that very, very seriously. I, with every single song I write, I want it to be better than the last one. And mm-hmm. I want audience members... A big goal of mine during my shows, actually is I want to put on a show so good that people are either putting their phones down to pay attention or bringing their phones up to record. I, when, I, when I play one of my songs, I want to see people's reactions. I want to see if they're really paying attention or listening or maybe even crying because I've had that reaction too, or laughing because it's a funny song or, you know, shouting it out like that. But, I mean, the legacy I would want to leave, I mean, definitely my songwriting because of how much work i put into it and i mean maybe the epilepsy part too because it is such a big part of who i am and what i what i stand for but that's something uh. i never really thought of <laughs> but uh yeah oh oh and you know what else i think my entertainment skills as a performer i love i love using my whole body when i'm on stage i love flipping my hair throwing my arms <laughs> and legs around like I just have this big burst of energy every single time I come on stage, whether if it's a small, a small bar or a big festival, I want every audience member to feel like it's a party. (laughs) So I want that that. impact too. A little bit of everything, I I think.
0: (laughs) I mean, I mean, uh, as a fan, I, I would probably love your show. I mean, because, because, uh, uh, I love, like you said, I love uh, when when people get get well when when artists get into their music and just start moving around and in their stage presence. I love all that stuff.
1: Absolutely, I mean, I did theater as a kid as well, and so <laughs> the stage presence and using your whole body on stage was definitely something I was trained to do for a couple for a couple of years there. So. I've always right. I'm not gonna lie to you, Murph. I have always loved being the center of attention. not even gonna lie to you when my younger brother I came along that he was the star of the show I was like yeah, so stage is where I belong because that's when all the eyes are on you, and I just right. not gonna lie, Murph. I love being the center of attention i won I am not afraid to admit it, so <laughs> you know
0: you know, and that's an interesting point because. Because I think anybody in the entertainment industry, uh, whether you're a, a musician, whether you're an actor, I think growing up, uh, um, they love being the center of attention themselves.
1: Exactly. No, I don't mean that in a bragging or boastful type of way.
0: Right, it's right. I understand that. It's something that comes
1: along with my sense of humor. I mean, even yeah. me and my friends talked about it yesterday. We... Uh, we went out for my friend's birthday and I said, guys, it's, it's Molly's, it's her birthday today. It's, uh, her turn to pick what we do. And it's her day Enough enough eyes on me. I know that's hard for you guys, but you know, <laughs> you know, just something we joke around about, but my high energy and my attitude towards what I do and what I love just reflects on who I am as an artist for sure. I know. I totally get that.
0: I mean, I was just saying, uh, 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 um, um, you understand where I'm coming from? I totally get that
1: good, good <laughs>
0: uh, okay uh, uh uh one question I always ask pretty much every interview uh if you could go back and change one thing about your career to this point, would you and what would it be? ooh,
1: that's a good question. I would change. The fact that I didn't start learning classical country music until about a year or two ago, (laughs) Um, I stuck with modern country for a while and I'm glad I have broadened my horizons so much. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess if I were to change anything else, it would be starting at even a younger age because I mean, heck, I've seen kids get on stage at like five, six, seven years old even. And gosh, I can't imagine where I'd be now if I was, if I had if I started life out that way. Um, mm-hmm. what else would I change? I would I would tell my younger self to go to the gym more and stop eating so much junk food because then maybe I'd fit in some cooler clothes on stage, but that's <laughs> I mean, there's time for oh, that. That's, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, Yeah, I think I'm really otherwise I'm really happy with where I'm at in my career because mm-hmm. I know that I'm proud of the hard work I put in. I mean, I've I've done all the shows I can. I've got a huge, huge supportive family and fans and friends and everyone who really uh does what they can to contribute to my career and I've got friends in Nashville, friends in other places and it just I I mean, if I if I was on a CMT show now, I mean, hell that'd be great, but like, I can't wish for all that right now. It's something you got to work for and I mean, I opened for Rodney Atkins last summer at the Marion County Fair in Indianapolis, and that felt, I felt like a real superstar at that point because the stage was huge. There were people asking for autographs, and I really felt like a star then. And having that kind of uh, country star high is uh, where I strive to be. And that's, I mean, with every show I do, I feel like I'm in my element. The stage is my mm-hmm. element, and i I can't really complain. I think I'm right. doing pretty well. I'm content with where I'm at so uh,
0: uh fun fact for you here uh i actually po- i actually play i play out a little bit myself
1: oh yeah, I think I've seen that before you you've posted things about uh or like throwbacks to different yeah places you play uh, or
0: and this is the only time I ever play out it's And it's coming up, uh, it's, it's our annual 4th of July party, uh, uh, at, at a cabin I own, uh, uh, a neighbor friend of mine has has a band, and they let me sit in, um, a couple of years, so that's the only time I ever play out.
1: Yeah, do you get that same kind of, uh, rock star rush when you're playing on stage for people?
0: Oh, 100%, uh. I remember, um, um, the last time I played out, which it's been a couple of years obviously because of COVID and all that stuff. Uh it's been a couple of years, but um uh, um they actually let me uh uh sing and play one by myself. Uh I did. Uh, me and the lead singer did uh Picture from uh, 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 um Kid Rock and Cheryl Crow. And and for anybody out there that that is that's an artist, um um. Um. Yourself included, singing and playing guitar at the same time is rough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is pretty hard at first. God, that's one thing that took me so much practice. Just trying to be good at both. I was I was good at one at one point and good at one at the other, and it took so much time for me to get good at both without my voice being too pitchy or messing up chords. So I I totally right. totally get that, Murph.
0: And that was actually the first time I'd ever seen him play, uh, and play guitar guitar at the same time ever. So, so that was a double, oh. double, like, uh, what the crap am I doing right now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. But now it's, now is it something you can do without a problem or does it still um, get your nerves going sometimes?
0: I'm still learning, uh, 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 I'm still learning to get that, that, that timing down, but I'm, I'm coming along with it, you know.
1: Good, good, that's good.
0: Uh, and I cannot wait for for our uh, our Fourth of July party coming up. If it happens this year, I cannot wait. I miss the stage so much.
1: <laughs> oh God, I bet I feel like that's how we all were during uh, the start of COVID and whatnot. Every musician was out of the job. But now, I mean, I feel. I mean, for me at least, things are opening up again, and I have the opportunities to go back and do what I love. So, yeah, your Fourth of July party is going to be great, especially if if you're anticipating it that much. And it should it should be great. And I hope it works out for you.
0: Now, now, let me ask you this: uh, while while we're on the subject, uh, when everything started shutting down with COVID, et cetera, uh, uh, was there a point where you felt oh, crap, my career is over?
1: Uh, not necessarily. Um, I still wanted to keep an open mind with everything. Yes, I was definitely nervous because all my shows that year got canceled and couldn't do any of my Christmas work or anything like that. And um, But I knew that I had to continue it somehow. I had to engage with my fans and whatnot. And a lot of people switched to Facebook Live, which is something I did mm-hmm. do. And then I also kept uh writing writing i mean as as a songwriters if we're going to be trapped in a house for 12 to 15 months we better be making something of it so i sat down and i wrote right. a bunch of songs now not all of them are perfect not all of them got recorded and released but one of them did and it's called routine and it kind of goes back to the whole covid situation we were all in and the whole song talks about Uh, going through the same motions every single day. And I wanted to write that because I knew it was something people could relate to. Uh, It's got the details of my everyday life, you know, how to switch to dating apps, uh, driving, running stop signs, late for work, all kinds of goofy stuff that I feel like people could relate to. And that's why the song is called Routine. Uh, It is on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, Amazon, all that fun stuff. It's definitely one of my favorite songs I've recorded so far. Uh, So definitely check that out.
0: Uh, Oh, absolutely. Um, um, Now I've got a a couple more questions for you that I think we're uh, going to wrap this up and let you get back to your evening. But um, this is a fun question. Um, You're stranded on a, a deserted island and can only take three things with you.
1: What are you taking? Oh, goodness gracious. Um, how about, I mean, the right answer is my guitar, obviously. Uh, probably my phone because as every Generation Z kid is, I am addicted to my phone, especially TikTok. Sorry, mom and dad. It's just the truth. Not going to lie. <laughs> um, okay. So my guitar, my phone, the obvious answer would be like food, maybe drinks, but that's, that's not right. I'm going to say. Either a, fr- a, pr- a friend. How about a friend? I, I get lonely pretty easily, and I love being social and I love talking to people. Mm-hmm. So right. I'd bring my phone, a guitar, and a friend. Oh, I totally feel you
0: on the friend thing. I I totally feel you because because if I don't have somebody to talk to, I'd probably drive myself absolutely insane.
1: Uh huh. Same here. I'm just I'm very extroverted and very. Social, so.
0: Oh shame! I mean, I mean, uh, uh, I remember uh, uh, on my uh, many, many trips to Nashville over the years, uh, I'd be invited to like award shows or music industry events or whatever, and I, <laughs> and and you could not get me to sit down. I'd be. I'd be talking to people, I'd be mingling, you know, it's just who I am.
1: Yeah, the same way, same way. I love making new friends and talk, talking to people, so, no, I'm definitely the same way.
0: It's it, it's a blessing and a curse a lot of times.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, because then they're, they're I mean, not going to lie to you, as an artist in the industry, I think all of us can relate to this, but we have seen some creeps perhaps or certain people yeah. who may not be treating us with the same respect that you tried to give up maybe the unfriendlier right. vibe but i mean that's that's just about it that's that happens in the entertainment business and you got you got good days you got bad you got great people mm-hmm. you got mm, not so great so that's exactly it's all part of it it's all part of right. it
0: <laughs> right uh um, okay. Uh, what is the the biggest lesson that uh, biggest lesson that this industry's taught you?
1: To keep going. Oh my gosh, that's got to be the number one thing because there are so many people doing uh, exactly the same thing I'm doing. And while we do all support and love each other, and I mean I do my best to uplift everyone and support and follow and like and share and all that fun stuff there's so many people trying to do the same stuff and you can't put all 7 million of us on the radio. So the the biggest lesson I've learned from this is to keep going with what you love and you cannot give up as easy as it sounds um, because it's so much easier to give up than it is to keep going. And I will be honest, I do get discouraged sometimes if I see, Oh, well this person has more followers than me or, Oh, this person gets her songs out quicker or, you know, just like silly, petty stuff. Uh, but it's also what kind of motivates me to keep going. Like, I need to keep doing these shows. I need to write better songs. I want to, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely the hardest pill to swallow is that it is not easy. It will never be easy. And, I, I mean, my dad and my mom raised me both very, very well and – they always told me, you got to work for something you really want. Nothing in life comes easy to you. If you want it, you got to work hard at it. And I've had that mentality grained in my brain since as long as I can remember. So I've been working at it. I'm going to continue to work at it. Uh, My dad always says embrace the suck. So every time he says (laughs) that I get a little more upset because it doesn't help to the pressure, but you know, it's there. It's it's what it is, but that's a, that's my final answer, <laughs> All right.
0: Uh you know I totally get that because because I've been in this podcast space it'll be um ten years in August I've been doing this podcast and and even though I'm not in the industry as an artist, as a writer, et cetera, you know um just through social media and the friends that I've made in this industry, I've seen the grind I've seen the Highs, the lows, the ups, the downs. I, I've I've seen it all, and 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 I've come to the uh, uh, conclusion that that uh, this industry is one of the toughest to break.
1: Mhm. I would agree with that one hundred percent. I mean, I can't really speak for all the other industries out there because I don't know everything about, you know movies or tv or stuff like that but um music for sure I've seen it firsthand and it's so tough to get in but I mean with the right people and with the right support system and you know there's all these groups out there like I saw you were nominated for Josie's and there's ISSA and there's all these groups of artists who continue to love and uplift each other and I think that's so important and so needed for every single one of us to succeed and I think um That that's that's something very special that we're all blessed to have.
0: Absolutely, and speaking of the Josie Awards, that completely shocked me that I was nominated again this year. I was like, "Wait, what?"
1: (laughs) You know, it, it was weird. Well, congratulations! I bet you're excited.
0: Oh, I'm totally excited, and I cannot wait to go in October. I cannot wait. It's going to be so much fun. Is that
1: uh? Is it at the opera this year? Is that what I saw?
0: Yeah, it's at the the uh, Grand Ole Opera House. Yep, sure is.
1: Wow, that's going to be awesome. Uh, and
0: and, and and I've been nominated uh, uh for these things the past three years, and I haven't been able to go um uh, uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, but but and this is funny. Uh to me, red carpets are the most fun thing about an award show.
1: Mm. I can agree with that because I love dressing up and taking pictures. I love feeling like there's a paparazzi there i love mm-hmm. <laughs> I love all that fun stuff and getting to just feel just a little more famous i i i I gotta agree with you on that. <laughs>
0: Are we separated at birth because I feel like it?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love a good good red carpet for sure. And a good paparazzi same. and
0: same funny. Uh well hey, uh um this has been so much fun getting to uh talk to you the past uh thirty minutes or so. It's been so much fun uh uh having you on the show.
1: Yeah, and I'm so glad I got to do this. It was great to meet you and talk to you and get to share a little bit about myself and learn a little about yourself as well. So, yeah, I'm glad we got this. We got to do this.
0: Absolutely, and 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 before I let you go, I just got to tell you, uh, uh, I've been following you on social media for it seems like many years now, <laughs> and and I've I've watched your career uh, start to grow and. And and I'm proud of you, kid.
1: Oh, well, thank you so much. Oh, I appreciate that. And Oh, thank you. And
0: if there's ever anything that I can do for you, I don't care what it is, just just um, don't ever hesitate to reach out, okay?
1: Oh, well, that means a lot to me, Murph. Thank you so much. And you do the same, okay, because let's we're going to be friends. Okay. This is, and I appreciate Absolutely. your friendship and your support over the years. And wow, just you saying that you're proud of me makes me smile so big. So thank you. And I mean, congratulations with your nomination again. And I wish you the best of luck with all of your stuff going on between that and the 4th of July show. And I mean, you're doing pretty great things yourself. So be proud. Oh,
0: well, I will appreciate that. And, 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 and again, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for you, you know.
1: Well, thank you so much. That means a lot. All uh,
0: right. Um, um, I think I'm going to uh, let you go and let you get back to your evening. But uh, but uh, like I said earlier, this has been so much fun.
1: I agree. I agree 100%. <laughs> All
0: right. I'll talk to you later, okay?
1: All right. Thank you so much, okay? Have a good night.
0: All right. You too. Bye.
1: All right. Bye.
0: Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our interview with um the lovely Miss Brianna Faith. Um, let's see. Next Tuesday, or next Wednesday actually at uh uh, uh at a regular time, four thirty Central, we welcome the super talented Miss Ashley Puckett to the show. Uh so I think with that I think I'm gonna uh uh um end the episode right here. Uh you've been listening to uh Weekdays with Murph. Thank you and goodbye.